Put knowledge to work. University of Illinois Extension. Welcome to another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources. I'm Bill Wasner. With me today is John Church. Welcome, John. Hi, Bill. And we're going to talk today about National Groundwater Awareness Week, which this week is, or this year, is March 6th through 12th. And maybe we should start by talking about what groundwater is. Well, Bill, that's a that's a good question. And really, groundwater is simply just what it sounds like. It's water that's stored in the ground. It's one of those things that uh, sometimes can be a little bit out of sight, out of mind. But the groundwater is the water that's stored underground in what we call aquifers. And aquifers are those areas of the uh, the soil profile uh, in the shallower areas and then as you get down into like some of the limestone type of uh, rock structures and so on they have some voids in them and uh, cracks and crevices and all those areas can be filled with water and uh, they are uh, an aquifer when they have the water in them that's what they're called and then from those underground uh, aquifers uh, we have uh, where the water is stored, that's where uh, many times uh, individual homeowners, as well as municipalities, will pump out their uh, drinking water in particular. That's what most uh, of the time it's being used for. But of course, they're using the water for all sorts of purposes, but we're really concerned about the quantity and quality of the water for drinking water. I suppose there are some places in the state that don't use groundwater. Um, They might use, uh, well, Chicago leaps to mind with um, uh, using Lake Michigan. Is that a fairly common thing? In general, most of northern Illinois, in fact, uh, practically all of the rural households in northern Illinois use groundwater. But we do have some areas of the state that, just as you mentioned, for example, the Chicago metropolitan area uses surface water from Lake Michigan. We also have some areas in northern and central Illinois that use surface water uh, from the rivers, such as the Fox River in northeastern Illinois. Some communities use that. And some communities in central Illinois use uh, the Vermilion River. So there is some surface water used. But again, the predominance in our area up in northern part of the state uh, really is the use of groundwater. You can get in other locations where they're actually using reservoirs and those types of things too that have been built as water sources. But are there particular concerns for groundwater use? Are, are, Are we running short or is it a contamination issue? It depends a little bit on your individual well, as well as uh, where you're located in the state. But in general, there are two areas of concern that uh, we have for groundwater supplies here in Illinois, as well as uh, throughout the country. And that has to do with supply and the long-term sustainability of having enough water for everybody, as well, of course, as the water quality and keeping uh, that groundwater safe from contamination so that we can continue to use what we have. How can a uh, now thinking just primarily as a uh, homeowner in rural Illinois, what can I do to help protect the groundwater supply? Well, there's several things because, again, just as you mentioned, as a rural homeowner and well owner, that uh, typically you're going to have a private well that probably serves uh, your home alone. Now, there could be some cases where private wells might serve uh, a couple of homes, maybe in a shared farmstead or something like this. But in general, you have your own private well. And uh, what we normally recommend as a first step is that private well owners really should have their well tested uh, for quality purposes 
at least about once a year. And that's a very basic test. It runs about 12 to $15. And there are water testing labs in the state that can do it quite easily. And they test for nitrate and also for bacteria. And if those two things are okay and not showing any problems, typically the water quality then is okay. But if either one of those comes back a little bit out of line in terms of where they should be, then that can signal that there might be some other problems with the well itself, the construction of the well, uh, the condition of the well, and uh, then potentially, of course, the water that's coming out of the well. So the first thing is to have a good annual test done. And then there are other things too, like having good conservation measures around the home so you don't waste water. That helps maintain your water supplies, especially if you're on a private well that's somewhat shallow. The other things that you can do are to inspect your wellhead and make sure that the casing is still in good shape and make sure that the cap is on tight. Make sure that in the spring, like this time of year, you don't have water sitting around the wellhead that could carry contamination down into the casing area and maybe uh, seep into the casing if there's cracks and crevices or breaks in the casing. So those types of inspection types of things are good to do periodically also. My primary advice on uh, water conservation would be not to have teenagers in the home. Uh, if you can at all avoid that, that, that would save a lot of water. I'm sure that would help as a conservation measure. Might not be avoidable in all cases, but uh, that, that would certainly help me. Uh, so you say shallow wells. Is there a dividing line between anything less than 50 or 100 feet is considered shallow and more susceptible to um, uh, problems? Where should we draw the line? There is no hard and fast rule, but typically when we're talking about shallow wells, we're talking about those wells that are 50 foot or less uh, in depth. Now, that can also be wells that are 100 foot or so and less. Uh, those are all relatively shallow wells. But what you'll quite often hear uh, is that some of our older country wells actually were large uh, hand dug, large diameter wells, and they were only 50 foot or less, uh, depending on the water source. And those are definitely shallow and definitely uh, uh, more uh, potentially uh, have the uh, possibility of contamination through uh, things that are on the surface because uh, the surface contaminants are closer to the water itself. As you get deeper, of course, into the uh, ground and the groundwater, water table in the ground uh, is deeper and you have to go deeper to uh, retrieve the water, there's simply more protection there between surface contaminants and uh, the groundwater. So the deeper you go, we have usually have less contamination potential unless the contaminants are going right down through the well casing itself when in that case uh, the casing is acting as a direct uh, conduit right down into the water supply but typically roughly 50 to 100 foot deep and at many of our older private wells uh, depending where you're located uh, could have been in that category those are shallow wells as we talk about deep wells that can vary a little bit Nowadays, a private well that's 100 to 500 foot deep might not be considered deep in the sense of a municipal well that can be a thousand or better uh, feet deep. And the reason for the uh, the deeper um, wells for a municipality is because they offer larger volumes typically or less uh, worry about contamination or both, I suppose. 
Typically, the uh, deeper the, the aquifer that you're able to drill into, typically that water supply uh, is going to be larger and over a longer period of time be able to supply larger quantities. I see. So, um, and I would imagine the municipalities have their own testing and, and people that live in towns typically wouldn't have to do testing on their own. Individuals that are on municipal or community wells can do tests them, themselves, uh, just like we suggested sending into the lab if you're on a, a private well. But you're right that anyone who's on a municipal or a community water source, that water uh, source, uh, whoever's handling the water, that company, uh, is uh, doing testing on a routine basis and actually has to report their test results back to their customers at least once a year. I see. Um is there a website where we can learn more about groundwater in Illinois? Well, here in Illinois, one that we would certainly suggest is the Illinois State Water Survey. Illinois is um, certainly fortunate. We have technical uh, research agencies that are combined under what we call surveys, and we have the geological survey, and we have uh, the water survey, and, and so on, so natural history survey. And uh, the water survey is that one that does take a look at issues such as groundwater. And in fact, over the years, they have been the depository for new wells for the information when people drill new wells the logs from that drilling get reported to the state water survey so they have a number of years of uh, information about even private wells so that's kind of interesting and they have also information about protection and quantity and so on and uh, you can go to their website they're located at the university of illinois and you can go to www.isws Illinois.edu slash GWS or simply do a search for the Illinois State Water Survey or ISWS. Very good. Well, for another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources, this has been Bill Wasner and John Church. Mm -hmm.